Hey, everybody, what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm your girl, Shay Dawson. Hi, LaShayla, and I'm your girl, Tania Rivers, a.k.a. T-Money. Remember her? Is she I back? remember her, but I also <laughs> remember Sweet Tea, too. So. Uh, I know I like Sweet Tea better, but I got, I got that raspy on today. You hear that? I, I know. Little, um, the morning. What's her name? What's the singer back in the day? Anita Baker. You got your Anita yeah. Baker on. My Anita Baker or my Sade. Tony Braxton. She has a raspy voice, too. At times. Oh, yeah, Tony. Tony used to be my go-to karaoke. Mm-hmm. Give me a Tony mm-hmm. line. Oh, I can't remember right now. I put me on the spot. It's just another sad love song wrecking my brain. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think about the one. Uh, it's, it was like a, damn, I can't think about it. Seven whole days. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. And I was looking for you. Yeah. I can't take you no I can't uh-huh. take you no I had about enough for you. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather be, be on, on my, my own. own. <laughs> on my own. <laughs> honey, honey. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I can't even. See, I just needed a jump start. Okay, that's good. Um, happy, happy off Sunday. It's exciting. Yeah. Happy football Sunday, I should say. Happy football Sunday. I'm really excited. How did your uh, team do versus the Cowgirls? Um, all I can say is that uh, we're 6-0. and Okay. <laughs> Don't be mad, haters. Man. So, so Eagles have a bye week today. So no Eagles game, but there's some good football games on. And in honor of my kiddo, you see my sweatshirt. My it's baby's dope. playing tonight. It's a whole sweatsuit. You can't see it. It's a cute little sweatsuit I wore. It's so um, cute. I like the sleeves. Yeah. Thank you. I just got to stay up tonight because... It's those games, those, listen, those West Coast games, they hurt 30 p.m.? Yeah, it's like 10.30. Yeah, it's, it's like bad. bad. <laughs> it's and bad. the last time they came back, like the home opener, they played mm-hmm. Dallas and they was like down like over 20 points. It was crazy. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and they came back and won. And it was getting so good. My little, I call myself granny. My little granny behind fell asleep at, I think it was like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I texted yeah. Mikhail. I was like, hey, buddy, I heard you did it well. I'm sorry. Thank you. Good job coming back. But I just couldn't. He's like, it's okay, mom. I know you're sleepy. He's like, it's okay, mom. I know you are. Aww. I know. I feel like so a terrible cute. crappy mommy. Man. Um, oh, boy. So, OTE. I already know you're going to do well. Uh, yeah. You've done your home opening weekend, right? So yes, opening how do you weekend feel? was fire. It was yeah. so good. We featured uh, Bronnie James, Mikey Williams, Jared McCain, the nice. Boozer twins, Cameron and Caden. Awesome. Um, just, you know, and then our guys, Jay-Z on Gortman, Tyler Smith, and Men in the Sar. Man, Alex Sar. So, so many great players. It's just crazy to see the youth, like, just take it off like this. Like, they're... Awesome. It's just crazy. Like, and then the environment and the atmosphere at OT is like, it's second to none. And the building. It's on fire so. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that really energy. Good. I got to come check I'm a gym out. rat too. So I just was like, gym rat. You're sucking like, out. I know. You have to come weekend. visit me. What? Yeah. You got to come check me out in Phoenix because I'm there. Yes. Uh, all next week. And then the week of Thanksgiving. So you got to at least come. We can all next week. try to record a live session. It would be amazing. I know. That'll be dope. Yeah. Super so dope. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off air. Okay. Because I'm over here like now I'm like planning in my head. I know. 
Yes, tippers. I'm sure the tippers would love to see us um, all and you know just together in one place. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, I mean the the content when we were together last time did really well. So yeah, it was fun. I mean, we got to do more so it can continue to grow and compound. Yeah. So we got to be more intentional about that. Yes. Speaking of intentionality, I thought today we should really, because I like to look at us as just like one family. We're very supportive. We help help one another. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are struggling when it comes to interviewing and you have people who are out there looking for jobs. And I just thought that we can just really spend some time to talk to talk about how important it is to prepare for your job interview. You yes, can't just from an HR professional. Like we, yeah. this is the content we didn't know we needed. Yeah, we we oh, it's needed because I just I've been interviewing <laughs> lately, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. So, so is there an art and a science to interviewing? I think so, but I think you know if we start at the very beginning, it first starts with preparation. Like you need to prepare for the interview. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. But first and foremost, understand thoroughly the position that you are interviewing for. Okay. You should definitely have a job description. Um, It should, you should have seen a job description when you apply, when you apply for the position. But if you haven't seen a job description for some reason, maybe you refer for a role, maybe it's something in, in the very beginning phases and you haven't received one, ask for one. You mm-hmm. must have a JD so mm-hmm. that you understand what's expected out of you, the roles and responsibility, the experience that's required. Mm-hmm. That's a necessity. You must have that job description. Okay. That's very, very important. Um, yeah. Because a lot of traditional companies have JDs like on the website. But in yeah. my new world of startup life, that's not always the case. I mean, there are job descriptions, but... Sometimes the roles change. You know, let's say you interviewed for one job. Quickly, it could pivot because the company is going in a different direction and now you have a whole different job description. Sure. So, yeah, I think that's important to talk about why it's super important and the direction and and your why every single day. Because when that gets muddled, it gets a little bit difficult to do your job. Yeah. And listen, in essence, like... My company's like a startup too. And there are times where this is the first time we're creating a role. And it helps me as an HR professional be able to better understand what our needs are when I push back. And, you know, depending on who the hiring manager is, it's like, do your job, uh-huh. figure out what you want out of this role. And the best way to do that is to start with the job description. So, you know, even if the role evolves, you have to know what you're going to, in order to, be able to articulate responses to questions. You have to know what's expected out of you. So first things first, check, get the JD. Okay. And And so you get the JD and then you look over it, right? Yep. And then you really have to start spending time and preparing some answers to questions, even preparing those questions or things that you believe that you're going to be asked. And I like to separate them in categories, right? So if I'm interviewing for an HR position, I know they're going to ask me a lot about past experiences. Um, they're going to know specifically what I've done to change culture in organizations. How do I help organizations grow from a learning and development perspective? You mm-hmm. know, what are some challenges when you handle, you know, change management? Like, so there's going to be so many different things I'm going to be asked. Mm-hmm. I I prepare those questions and pre- and also prepare answers as well. 
And that's just like, that helps me just practice. I also think it's helpful for you to have someone else ask you those questions. And listen, if you're not sure what questions that you believe you're going to be asked, guess what? I don't know if you know of this friend that I have that I use all the time. My friend, um, her name is Ghoul. So <laughs> I think most of us Google know Google. Is a Do you know Google? Friend. Have you met that I person? I love Google. Yes. <laughs> We're very close. Yes. Right. <laughs> Intimately. Yes. Um, so you can just literally say whatever job you're applying for, put that in and say sample interview questions for X, Y, and Z, you know, yeah. and Google will give you a plethora of questions and take the time to practice. I will also say too, is we have LinkedIn, like tap into your mm-hmm. network. You know, if you know someone at the company that you're interviewing for, even if you don't know, see if someone in your network knows. So that yeah. way you can get a sense of the culture, get a sense of maybe the, have a better understanding of maybe the person who's interviewing you. Do your research. Spend yeah. some time on a company's website to better understand the company so that you can speak intelligently about the company when you're asking questions. Like I did all the research. I knew my company was a billion dollar company. I knew that they were in over 23 operating states. I knew that they had over a thousand like like dispensaries. Like I came to the table with information about the organization before they can ask me. I knew all about them. So spend some time on the company's website, getting to better understand the company as well. That's that's so, that's so interesting that you say that too, because the one, the people that have hit me up before they got hired at Overtime, mm-hmm. they have, you know, it was so, I was so glad that they had that conversation with me because first people think they're applying for the job, but certain companies want to know that you want to dive into the culture. Sure. So having that conversation and being someone who's a part of that culture, talking to them about how important it is to the company when they interview for that JD, but also to talk about the culture and what overtime does internally, you know, that shows that those people have been calling around and asking people, they have actually gotten the jobs because they had those little, they, they did the research. Basically they had those little tidbits that overtime was like, okay, like you actually did your homework instead mm-hmm. of just being like, um, yeah, I'm applying for an account manager because I like selling things. And I'm also really, and it's <laughs> like, no, actually now, you know, I understand that, you know, the overtime community is made up of, uh, you know, certain demographic, you know, ages, you know, let's say like 21 to 30. We really love that. You know, like they can talk about that because they've had those conversations with me or other people in the company. And they're like, wow, they did their homework. And it's impressive when you do it. Yeah, And it it shows Shows that, yeah. And it shows that you're how you think, that you're strategic, that you're, you know, that you are invested into this yeah. company because the company is going to invest in you, right? Yeah. Another thing that I like to do as well is don't try to remember your answers verbatim to those prep questions, good, good, right? Good right? Yeah. Don't do that because then be you'll, you'll get lost, right? And right. then sometimes when you, anytime you were anytime you try to remember something verbatim, what happens? You forget. You blank. Right. You You're blank like, out. What, yeah. the, what did I say? Like yeah. instead, try to remember. Like categorize. So for me, if I was telling a story about challenging conversations or when I had to mentor someone, you know, let's say it was a, a very tough employee related issues mm-hmm. issue or concern, I will, you know, do a category of employee related issues and I'll just put 
a couple little keywords that help me remember and trigger that. So I'll say, you know, uh, try not to go into any of my real issues because there's so many, but I'll say, you know, tough conversation with chief blah, 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 you know, and I'll, that's going to help me trigger and remember what occurred. But yeah, remember practice makes perfect. You should be practicing questions all the time. And listen, see who you know, if you have any HR professionals in your network too, those are really good people to practice with because your friends may not know, but guess what? If you practice with another HR professional that may do you well too. So best thing you can do is make sure that you're practicing. Um, Another start a coaching agency. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or I mean, look, speaking of that, there are people out there who, um, who who coach. And if you want to get an executive coach or even just a life coach, there are people who can help you with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the end of the day, you just want to make sure that you've taken the time to prepare. And one of the things I love to do too, um, if you are not working remotely, I like to call, I like to do what I call my drive-bys. I don't even tell the company. I just kind of drive by. Like, you know, when you're buying a house and you want to see what it's like at night (laughs) and you go drive by the neighborhood and ride around and see what's up. There's times where I will drive to the actual campus of where I'm working, park my car. I'll get out. I'll talk to people like, hey, what is it like to work here? I literally start talking to people and ask real questions. And I'm like, oh, you know, how have it been? And how is it like working with their HR department? And oh, I get all types of answers like, oh, they only care about their for the company. They don't care about us. You know, like I can't trust HR. Like I'll get all the skinny behind the scenes by just asking questions to random people who work there. I'll say, what about a culture? Because Sometimes when you're, you know, you have people that the company will have you interview, some of those responses are very scripted. They don't want to really tell you. I mean, if you talk to me, I'm very transparent. And some some people are transparent. They want to let you know the things that are good. They'll share with you opportunity areas as well. But if you really want to know a behind the scenes response, ask someone who, you know, do, you could show up and, you know, ask questions. Or you can actually just, again, LinkedIn is so powerful. Go into mm-hmm. your LinkedIn network, see who works there and ask questions to people like ask someone, say, hey, do you, you do you mind if I talk to you for 10 minutes? Just want to do a quick chat um, to learn more about the company. This is maybe a company, you know, it's a company that I've one of my targeted companies. I would love to ask some questions um, to you about the organization so you can reach out to your network. Um, now that COVID is I feel like people are now. Coming out of the coming out of the like coming out of their shells and they're getting out of the house and yeah. I do feel things are turning around. Do you feel like t- things are turning around with COVID a little bit? Yeah, I do. I do. I went to the movies last night and uh, it was oh. popping. What did like, you see? Uh, we saw um, Black Adam. Okay, was it good? It yeah, it was really good. Okay. Um, it was The Rock. He was. I won't say he was a superhero and I won't say he was a villain. He was That's like in what between. Mikhail told me to say. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was really good. We loved it. We clapped at the end. So. Okay. Oh, a whole soul. Yeah, you know, you know when you clap at the end, it's good. Excuse <laughs> um, me. Okay. Yeah. I might so, go see that today. We also noticed that everything's about war. So we're also like, mm. hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, very. Okay. So I, I, I might have to do that. But again, tap into your, link, your LinkedIn network because I, I do realize that, you know, just depending on the company, sometimes security, you can't get physically on a campus or physically into um, the building. 
if you're in retail, that's that's really easy. You can walk around and look at, you know, ask questions. But depending on the nature of the organization, you can, you know, you can go to the actual company. Or again, LinkedIn is so powerful. Check and see who's in your network. Ask to spend some time. Sometimes I've done in the past, um, this is pre-COVID, but again, things are turning around for the better. Mm-hmm. I'll ask someone, hey, do you mind if I take you to coffee? I just want to pick your brain. I want to learn more about your organization. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to ask some, some very pointed questions. This is somewhere I want to work. And I would love to just take you to uh, some, you know, love to sit down and have some coffee if you're open to it. And sometimes I got a lot of no's. <laughs> a lot of doors shut in my face for sure. But right. I, I did get some yeses as well. So it's those yeses that really help. And who cares if you get 15 no's? It's a quick little message um, to someone on LinkedIn. And I don't care. I mean, there's times I, I ask 15 people at the company. I get 15 no's and consecutively. Yeah. And then I'll get my one yes. And that's all I was really looking to do. So Put the time in and make sure you, be, you reach out to people as well. I love it. So what makes someone at the end of an interview say like, wow, that candidate was great. Is yeah. it their energy? Is yeah. it a combination of energy answers? What What is it when you say, wow, I really love yeah. that person? Like that's yeah. what people I think need to start with is like yeah. hearing that perspective first. And then, yeah. then they can go back and do all the research and all that. Yeah. But like what makes it? Yeah, I think that's one great question, LaShayla. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say it's definitely someone who is very memorable. So the question is, T, what makes someone memorable? It's, um, I would say it's a combination of a lot of different things. One, Mm -hmm. Shay, you hit it spot on, it's energy. If you're coming in very lackluster, you're like, hi, you know, someone who has that energy that just excites me. Like okay. I remember that person when they come mm-hmm. in, they're very upbeat. Um, they're very confident can goes a long way. We all know that confidence is everything. And uh-huh. when you come in and you're confident, and again, I'll come back to this because people don't do it. Your confidence comes from your preparation, right? So yeah. Yeah, you yeah, come yeah. in, you're confident, you know, you need to get a good night's sleep the day before too, because sleep is yeah. everything, okay. right? So I can check that off my list. You, you gotta energy. try to get a good night's sleep because that's going to help with your energy. And what I found helpful is, look, we all know the importance of working out. So I'm not going to beat your eardrums about that, (laughs) but work out in the morning if you can before your interview, eat a very healthy breakfast, some brain power food that's Mm -hmm. going to help you be more energized and, and ready to go. So again, bringing that energy. Of course, someone who can answer my questions. I mean, I like to ask what they call behavioral-based questions because then you, it's really hard to make something up when I say, so Shay, tell me about a time when you had to prepare an athlete's program. What did you do? What was the end result? How did it help the athletes? How did it help the parents? How did it help the organization? You're like, holy, okay. Like that's going to really help you start to think and you mm. either can, most people aren't good off the fly to just make something up, like mm-hmm. they're going to go by, they're going to look at past experiences. So um, mm-hmm. most people kind of follow what they call the STAR method when you're answering answering behavioral-based questions. That's like, what's the situation or task? What action did you take? And then what was the end result? So that's that good old, old-fashioned, what they call STAR method. So that star will help method. you frame those responses 
to your questions by kind of following that. So, you know, again, so if I say, you know, Shay, tell me about an athlete's program. You said, I'm going to say, well, T, here's the situation and this is what I've done. And then, you know, basically talk about the action. And as an end result, you know, our athletes were happy and I was able to blah, 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 blah. So again, it's just doing that preparation. And I can tell people who really were thoughtful because Uh they give you a great response. You're like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also think thoughtful too, responses. Yeah, very thoughtful responses. I also think it's helpful too. A smile goes a long way, even if you're doing a phone interview, um, because you know we could talk about those two and kind of break those down too. Because phone interviews, I don't know what people get. They're they're they should be easier because you got your little all your notes in front of you. Um, <laughs> you can still have notes in the um, in the live interview as well. Or a Zoom interview, it's just a, you know, just can't stare at a piece of paper when mm-hmm. you're completely on the phone. You have, you know, you don't have to be looking, making eye contact with someone. But even if you're smiling over Zoom, you're smiling over the phone, you're smiling in person, it really goes a long way. Another thing too is be mindful about what you wear, people. I mean, okay. you have to, it, it, and looks it, know the company that you're preparing for that you're preparing for, right? Correct, correct. Because every company is different. It's not like you need to be suited and booted for every company, but you need to, I know this sounds so um, simple, but I, people come to interviews with stained shirts. I mean, even if you're, let's say you're driving, maybe have, maybe a good backup plan is to have another shirt with you, you know, on a hanger in the car where you're traveling because accidents do happen. The worst thing you can do is look unkept when you come to an interview, hair is array or not cut. Like, so fellas, get your fresh cut. Make sure your beard is groomed. Look like you're going to a damn interview, people. Don't I come all it. disheveled like you roll out of the bed and you're chilling with your, per- you know, with your person. Like, no. I love it. You love need it. to be prepared. You need to be well-groomed. And if it is a live interview, fellas, ladies, whoever you are, please do not come with a very strong perfume or cologne. That is not the time. Don't it's kill distract, It's distracting to the interviewer. It's very okay. distracting. Okay. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to open a window. I cannot breathe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that's not the time to put on something strong. If you put on something and light, that's fine. Also, but- make sure you smell like, I don't want to say smell good because just not smell as well. So make sure that your hygiene is... On point. Yeah. You need, gotta, I mean, yeah. We should be showering every day, people. But if you are a, um, you don't shower all the time, then now's the time. Before your interview, shower. <laughs> you may not shower all the time, but before you interview, you should shower. So yeah. I, and sometimes you say things that you think no, are obvious, sure. but it's, it's nice not. to just remind I've people. had smelly people in my interviews too. I mean, thank yeah. you, Shay, for calling that out because it's true. I get yeah. some smelly folks. I'm like, Really? Yeah. Your ass stinks. This is not okay. Please wash. No, I know. And I and I have had that as well. Um, and it's not easy to give that feedback. And I don't obviously it's not my no. place as an interviewer no. to, to give that feedback, but yeah. you would hate for that to be the reason. Um that there's just questions. I won't say the reason you couldn't get the job because I'm sure there's smelly people who have gray energy and smiled and just been prepared. They have gotten jobs. It's part of just, your preparation. That's yeah, all. part of your preparation. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, another thing too is what I love. So we talked about a few things that makes the interview memorable. Of course, your preparation so you could be able to answer questions that's going to be asked of you. A smile. You're coming dress for appropriately dressed for whatever the interview is because sometimes mm-hmm. it's casual. Like mm-hmm. I've been to um, interviews where they will specifically tell me that it's a you know you can dress casual, so I'll wear like a nice button down shirt and a skirt or some pants or some sla- whatever it is. Um, but prepare dress for the job, right? Question. Yeah. yeah. Can you do yourself a disservice if they say come casual and you come dressed to the nines? Is that like a faux pas? Uh, it depends on the company. Some people okay. are like, well, you know, especially I think about, you know, let's say Can you're you be overdressed, going for, you could be at times like, but that's why it's so important to kind of know your audience, like know where you're interviewing because there's times where I was hiring for a construction worker at a company mm-hmm. and I said, you know, dress in jeans and something comfortable and put sneakers on because we're going to be walking through a construction site. Yeah. Probably don't want to come decked out to the nines, suit and shoes, because you're going to look like you're way out of touch. Like, what the yeah. hell are you doing? You don't listen, uh-huh. right? Like, you got to be a Like, you're not going to fit in with listener. the culture of the people. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why I said it's important. Now, if they say you could dress business casual and you take it up a notch, wear a very nice blazer, very nice top, or very nice suit jacket with some, yeah. you know, pants. And so, again, that's okay. But it's, okay. that's why it's important to know where you're interviewing and knowing your audience and 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 asking questions so you can even ask um, if it's not something that is discussed. Because I have people that, you know, I've interviewed for manufacturing positions for companies and I'm taking them on a tour. So there's times where they may have to put something on over their clothes. Mm-hmm. And there's times where they just need to be super comfortable. So again, that's part of the preparation. Got it. Another thing that's memorable too um, that I like is when people come to the table with questions that they want to ask of me. If you Boom. do not ask questions, I am concerned. Boom. And I don't walk away with, you know, Shay asking me, well, what makes a good interview and a not so great interview? That's a not so great interview because I need to see your thought process. I need to see that you care, that you want to ask questions. And those questions can be, of course, you should definitely ask questions about who your future leader is going to be. Um, I always ask, so tell me about Love you know that. your leadership style. Um, if I was you know if I was to ask your direct reports, what it's like working for you, what would they say? If mm-hmm. I was to ask your direct reports, your strengths and opportunity areas, what would they say? Like mm-hmm. you know, I ask very specific questions about my leader because we all know that most people leave toxic cultures and they also leave bad leaders when they're walking mm-hmm. away from an organization. So you need to come prepared to ask questions about the leader that you're going to work for and definitely about the culture. So what's the work-life culture here at the company? You know, what are the company values? If you don't see them on the website, if you want to learn more, you can ask. But again, don't ask questions that you can find out answers for yourself, right? So you should have already done the due diligence. The value, should, if it's not on a website that you could talk about it, or you could ask more. Did I see? And I love when you can tell, like, I see one of your, core, your company core values is trust. And, you know, and then you can talk about how you are someone that is trustworthy. So when mm-hmm. the more that you can find out about the history or things at the company, the better. But it is very impressive when people come to the table with very thoughtful questions about the organization, about the leader, about the culture, and about the position. I love that. 
That's so important. And it's so crazy because when I was interviewing uh, for the Sixers, I actually didn't ask any questions. Uh And I got another chance. Awesome. Yeah. My interviewer was like, so (laughs) (laughs) you did a great job. You Uh know, I loved all your thoughtful uh, responses to our questions, you know, but the one thing you didn't do was ask questions. And I think the reason I didn't ask questions because I felt like I knew. Mm. And not knowing that asking questions is something that triggers it's something in them. Obviously, after that, I never not did that again. But um, I the fact that I got a second chance to do that, like I appreciate that um, because I thought I was very prepared. I did my research. I had energy because I was so excited to get the job. I'm like, what else do I need to know? Yeah, but I had never interviewed before because everybody, every job I had ever gotten was based off a personal relationship. Yeah. And so it's more of like, send me your resume. And I, I don't know if there's other people out here that that resonates with that you've never done an interview. Um, and if you've never done an interview because you have such strong like network and people are just like, oh, my girl Shay or whatever, and I've been referrals. Um, I think you should take the time to learn the interview and, and listen to this pod, actually listen to this this um, episode, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who have relationship based um, referrals who don't really have to interview or go through those processes. Yeah. And I think that was an important lesson for me. And I was just so happy that I got a second chance awesome. to do that. So. Yeah. Thank you, Shay, for um, telling your story. I think we all know that sometimes there are no second chances and you have mm-hmm. one time to get it right. And right. you want to make sure that you're prepared for that opportunity so that you can get it right. And, you know, again, even if, because there are times when I'll come prepared, I'll have five or six. Don't ask. Here's a here's a few tips about questions. Okay. Don't ask a ton of questions either, because that's annoying to the interviewer. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like enough. Like I had one um, person who asked me like ten questions. That's way they had too their many. List. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I think what's good is three to four questions. Three to four questions is great about the culture. Yeah. About their leadership style. About the so- position. About the position and what A couple questions about the position, probably. Okay, great. A few, you need a few questions about the cool, role. Cool, great. Take those notes. <laughs> now, let me tell you, if your questions are being answered, because sometimes you'll get very great interviewers, and a great interviewer is going to be more like a conversation. It doesn't even feel like I'm asking you a question and waiting for a response. I'm asking you a question and waiting for a response. A great interviewer knows how to just have a nice, casual conversation make mm-hmm. you feel comfortable, and it's going to really tap into getting the information that they are looking to get. Yeah. Now, if your interviewer answers your question, you can just say, you know what? Thank you. When I say you have any questions, like, well, thank you. I can tell you that I, I wanted to know more about the culture. You've done that. I wanted to learn more about who my leader is. You've done that. You've done a great job answering my questions. I appreciate that. Just have a few more if that's okay. I'm like, okay. And then you oh, ask like that, one or two more. Like mm. if they answer your questions, then ask one or two more questions. Again, don't say, well, no, you answer. Cause I get some people, no, you answer my questions. I'm like, mm. ask a few other <laughs> See, questions. And that's, and that's what I did. Yes. Yeah. And now when I coach athletes, when they, uh, and I won't say they interview, but when they're working with media companies, mm-hmm. I will say, always ask one or two questions. So I'm going to give you another chance. Exactly. And then they come back and then they say something. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember when that was me and I got my second chance. Yeah. So I think uh, tippers just have about six to seven questions prepared. You don't want to 
ask all those questions. <laughs> you just want to know, like you go down your checklist because they may answer those questions. And I would acknowledge that when I ask that you have questions to show that you are actively listening and Love be that. sure that you're actively listening in your interviews and what that active listening looks like, that you're making eye contact, that you are acknowledging like, yes, you know, I heard you say this, or just being able to repeat some of the things that you've heard. And you have to listen because if you're your headspace, or you're thinking about what you're, you know, what you're doing, what your boo at the end of the day, or you're thinking about going to the movies to see the new Creed, like I am now. You're thinking about what you're eating for dinner, or what you're doing afterwards. An interviewer could tell if you are pres- if present, if you have presence. Yeah. So make sure that you have presence. Mikhail likes to say, "Locked in." He's locked yeah. in, Mama. Locked in. Make sure that you're locked in, or do you have that presence? Because again, there's times you want to get one chance. You want to make that chance memorable. You want to make sure you do it right. Is that okay? Love it. Okay. Well, listen, tippers, as always, we thank you for listening to Tipping the Scales wherever you get your podcasts or checking us out on YouTube. Continue to follow us. Uh, We love it. And we love you being a part of our journey. Thank you, Team Nia, the HR professional. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Peace. Bye. Bye.